All right, so this week, <coughs> try that again, <laughs> voice crack. So this week we're going to do uh, Little Britain and in general the shows of Matt Lucas and David Williams. But before we get into that, real quick, so when we did uh, My Favorite Martian, I just thought I'd bring up this little comment somebody left. If you think My Favorite Martian was goofy, take a look at It's About Time, about a couple of astronauts crashing down in caveman times. I Dream of Genie is another show that was influenced by the space race of the 60s. So do you remember It's About Time? Have you ever heard no, of that show? No, I, I can't say I have. <laughs> yeah, and I mean, astronauts in caveman times, I mean, could be interesting. <laughs> could be interesting. I think we should check it out sometime. Yeah, yeah so I'll add it to the list. You know, one of these days we'll get to that. So uh, and this just perfectly exemplify the types of comments we get. Either it's like that, it's like a, a useful comment, like, oh yeah, maybe we would like to check out that show. And then... I'm surprised by so much profanity that you two used describing these shows. <laughs> so, sorry. So all I told that guy is uh, I'm just like, yeah, you know, hey, you're not the first person to say that, but... And I don't use profanity. Well, occasionally I do. I won't say I never do, but I'm not... Well, yeah, I think that's fair to say you're probably getting tarred by the same brush as me. It's my, it's totally so. my fault, but, uh, <laughs> but, but I just think that's funny that, you know, that comment was on my favorite Martian, and it's always American shows where... British shows, never once, never once has that ever been a comment. So uh, That's because they're doing it themselves. Ex exactly. So I think, uh, I think on this episode, <laughs> we will not get that comment <laughs> of the Little Britain episode. So yeah, with Little Britain, you mentioned this to me. You're like, hey, do you remember this show? And I only had the very vaguest memories. As I thought about it, I was like, oh yeah, like it was when I was in New York, so 2008, 2009. I definitely saw some of these, but all I really remember is... Uh, quite a few fat suits <laughs> and I remember you know how we were saying how you know there's uh, recurring things in like Carol Burnett or Kids in the Hall where they'll do the same sketches again and again but then there were those kids shows like uh, you can't do that on television or Hilarious House of Frightenstein where it was literally the same sketches every single episode. It's like yeah slight variations of them. And that was my my only real memory of Little Britain is that it was one of those shows where if you watch two episodes, it's the same show, just with different, you a different know. little bit, same characters, a little bit different storyline. Yeah, like that's my, my only real memories of the fat suits and that I was like, wow, it's so weird that like this sketch again and again and again and again, <laughs> you know, which is clearly just the style of the show. But I really feel like they did almost the same characters every single episode, which is a little unusual. It was so much. The thing that is good about it, though, even though they do repeat those character sketches many, many times, they're excellent at them. Like, it's, uh, you're looking at these guys, and you're saying, look at that one dressed up like the organizer of the the fat group. Uh, the The guy who is the gay, he's the only gay in town, and he's wearing that little tight red suit. And and then he switches over and he's the guy in the wheelchair, fake, um, with the bald head, and and it's the same guy. <laughs> it turns and he out does too. does a wonderful job. Just just playing those characters are so distinct. And that guy, uh, Matt Lucas, he, uh, it turns out he developed uh, alopecia when he was about six years old. So I was just thinking how you know it's an unfortunate medical medical condition. But talk about perfect for sketch comedy, right? If you're just going to be wearing wigs and stuff, <laughs> kind of a handy thing. It's almost like a superpower. So, uh, yes, yeah, so I've got a couple episodes of Little Britain that I'm sure it'll be interesting for me to see it again. And, uh, you know, I'll probably like it better this time because it, it was just on in somebody's apartment in New York. Like I was hardly paying attention at the time. 
And also just to switch it up a little, I got an, an episode of the normal series, but there was also a pilot that they did before the official show. So I just thought that'd be a, a fun little twist. I got the pilot as well. You'll also be interested to see that Giles from Buffy the Vampire Slayer is the MP who right. has repeat performances in this show too. Yeah, he shows up in a lot of stuff, Anthony Stewart head. He's quite famous. But also, before we get to that, uh, as I was looking up these guys, they have two other shows that were less famous. Little Britain was extremely famous. But they had a show before that was quite successful and a show after that was not successful. But both of them sounded interesting to me. So I thought we should just do the whole array. Let's just do the whole stinking TV career of these people, or at least from a sketch comedy perspective. So first off, we'll just do the the basics. Matt Lucas and David Williams both went to private schools. That'll come up later. That's an important detail. And in 1990, they met as part of the National Youth Theater. And this National Youth Theater program it was there's so many famous British people that went through that program that if you look up the wiki list of all the famous people that were ever a part of it, I, I feel like these two guys are pretty famous, but they're not even mentioned. They're not in the top 20 of famous British people <laughs> that did this. So whatever the National Youth Theatre Program was, everyone who's anyone went through this thing. And anyway, that's where these two guys met. And then they just kept doing stuff uh, on and off. And then their first big show, it was called Rock Profile. It debuted in 1999, ran for three series with 31 episodes. The show comprises a series of spoof interviews where Lucas and Williams play famous musicians. Rock Profile was well received by critics and the Radio Times described the show as truly silly and truly inspired. So it just sounded kind of good because it's the same basic idea of just them putting on some wigs and playing characters, except in this case, they're Bono or whoever, and they're just being, you know, they're doing a spinal tap type thing. So for this in particular, I actually couldn't find any episodes, but on one of the Little Britain DVD sets, they just put together a 30-minute best of rock profile. So I was like, perfect, let's just watch that. So before we get into Little Britain, let's watch an episode a best of rock profile. Absolutely, sounds good. Very. Yes, that sounds delightful, right? Sounds delightful. That was pretty good. That was maybe because it was a best of. It felt like it was probably a little more chopped up than the original episodes probably were. So it was just kind of, it would jump from thing to thing. But yeah, it really was just kind of exactly what I thought it would be of just there's those guys except playing musicians, <laughs> you know? Yeah, they did, uh, they did okay. <laughs> and they really do do a good job of just them being everybody. Like even those occasional times when instead of two people, they do four. But they use their cutting edge 1999 editing to uh, put them all together in the same scene. So uh, one thing I think is interesting about that is uh, we'll probably get more into this after we watch Little Britain. But just, I guess, something to keep in mind, because as I was reading through it, this was kind of a, a through line, is uh, like I think it's notable in that show in particular that have you ever heard that term uh, when people are making jokes of punching up versus punching down? Mm -hmm. So, you know, if I made fun of the prime minister, I'm punching up because he's the prime minister. Who cares what I think about him? But if I make fun of uh, the little match girl, <laughs> you know, then I'm punching down because, like, you know, you can't make fun of poor, homeless, tiny children from Dickensian stories. So uh, 
that seems to be kind of the trajectory their career took a little bit is in that show. I mean, it's very safe to make fun of all those people because they're all celebrities to one degree or another. And even just the making fun of gay stuff being, you know, gay jokes, Matt Lucas is also gay. So conveniently, he can totally get away with that. That's no problem. Where one of the things as I was reading about Little Britain and just the bit of it that I did see, I can see how this became a, a thing is even at the time people brought this up a little, but now in hindsight, people kind of view it very much as punching down because it's instead of let's make fun of famous people, it's let's make fun of a bunch of dumb chavs and stuff. You know? <laughs> and like I was saying earlier, these two guys both went to fancy private schools. So it is a little weird maybe to like, let's, uh, let's now make fun of all the stupidest parts of British society. But basically, Little Britain, uh, the little info I got about this show, Little Britain is a sketch comedy series. It began as a radio show in the year 2000, and then it ran as a television series from 2003 to 2006, three series with 44 episodes. The program consists of a series of sketches involving exaggerated parodies of British people from various walks of life. Each sketch is introduced by a voiceover narration by Tom Baker, I didn't realize he was the voiceover guy, suggesting that the program was a guide aimed at non-British people to teach us about British society. But the actual comedy arises from the British audience's self-deprecating understanding of either themselves or of people known to them. The series was popular and received high viewing figures, though concerns were raised regarding the perceived derogatory manner in which Little Britain depicted specifically women and minority groups. So we'll just kind of leave that parked and we'll talk about that more at the end because that only came up more recently now that we're in a progressive, politically correct times. people are so sensitive about anything right. that may be a little off color. Right. So I figure we'll have more to say about that after Little Britain. But, uh, and then like I was saying, because my memories of Little Britain are that it's like uh, almost like a weird Xerox of itself over and over. So to break that up a little, I did the classic first episode, last episode thing. So the last episode, series three, episode six. But then for the first episode, I went even one before, where before the first episode, they did a pilot just as a test run. And I found that. So I'm like, all right, cool. Let's watch the pilot and let's watch the final one. Just to, because the little bit, I just checked the file to make sure it worked. The pilot seems a little different than the, the final show. So I thought that would be kind of interesting. So yeah, we'll check that out and come back and blab about that some. And then they have another show that they did after Little Britain. So we'll get to that after. So there we go, Little Britain, first and last. It was a little weird to see the uh, all the resolution of all these different characters because we didn't really watch all the in-between episodes. But I think that kind of helped. Remember I was saying at the start how my main memory of this is how surprisingly recursive it is that it was like the same characters again and again. But I think this kind of helped that we only watched a couple because I do know when I watched it before, somebody had the DVD set, so I watched like a whole season. And it's, I think that's not the best way to watch this show because it is so similar week to week. But when you just jump in at the start, jump in at the end, I mean, it's pretty funny. <laughs> <laughs> it's excellent acting. No question about those two guys. It's a, the, the, the number of characters that they produce each time, excellent. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, yeah, this is, uh, I guess, the thing that uh, I got to bring up because uh, this is the, the latter-day controversies about Little Britain. 
You know, this is one of these things that it's just, uh, it would be weird to not acknowledge it. So at the time, even that this was on, the show uh, Little Britain was somewhat criticized for its treatment of racial and ethnic groups. And it also helped perpetuate unkind stereotypes about working class people exacerbated by the fact that Williams and Lucas attended private schools. Although it should be pointed out that that was somewhat the point of the show because the, the name Little Britain is kind of like an alteration of the phrase Little Englander, which is just like a thing you say about people that have never left England and their mindset doesn't travel beyond England. And, you know, small-minded people that are just kind of generally, uh, you know, bigoted and stuff. So, so it's like it is this sort of balance where I think it is pretty undeniable that this show treads in some weird places. And, it's, you know, it's not shy about being offensive, but kind of that was the point in a way like when they show like the chav girl at the start of that episode you know who was one of the famous characters so it's like yeah okay sure you're got these private school kids making fun of uh, the chav girl but it's not like that was some kind of accident like that was kind of the point the whole point of this show kind of is like look at look at the dumber parts of british society here they are you know well when you go back to other comedic shows too like uh monty python those fellows were university types who started in university and met each other and right the cambridge foot created and created um those shows their their comic stuff and they did the same thing they kind of uh, laughed at uh, your low life house woman type who wore a headscarf and wellington boots <laughs> they they were you know famous for doing that kind of stuff and i'm surprised that people get offended by it well, I mean, I do think, because I think you're right, that is true, but it does seem like uh, Little Britain does go beyond, you know, like there's the uh, the character Williams plays where he's like dressed up like the black lady, you know, like that's a step beyond what you would see on other stuff or, uh, or Except the... Except there's also a white lady, that big fat, you mean the big fat uh, yeah, right. uh, debutante or whatever she is, there's also a white lady who looks just like that. Yeah, that's true. <laughs> and then like uh, the... Uh, the Thai, you know, mail order bride, you know, like just stuff that it's, uh, again, it's like, I think you can easily explain why they did this stuff. It's not like they were just trying to be offensive, but it is just a step beyond what other shows do. Like, I can't think of another show that goes that far, <laughs> you know, it is a little weird. So anyway, along those lines, in 2017, Lucas said that if he were to remake Little Britain, he would avoid making jokes about transvestites and would not play the role of a black character. However, he did defend the idea that they deliberately sought to play a very diverse group of people. So like, that is a good point, too, of like, because it, it is that weird thing of like, he's allowed to make fun of fat people because he's fat. He's allowed to make fun of bald people because he's bald. He's allowed to make fun of gay people because he's gay. But then he can't touch anything else because he's not it exactly. But he didn't want to just make a show about fat, bald, gay people. You know, no, he wants and, to show really, everyone. really, if the show is about Little Britain, the people who live in Britain, he covers a whole range of, he covers uh, well-to-do people, poor people, um, fat people, thin people, gay people, which is uh, what Britain is today. It is not just uh, classy white guys and... Uh, and then low-life white guys living in slums and that sort of thing. It's a whole range of people. It's very multicultural in Britain now, and that's what they did. Right. They, they showed all that. So, so I guess it is a little weird. Maybe it is just more a thing of the time, though, that, uh, that there, were, there were certain bits where uh, 
it did seem like there wasn't necessarily that much of a point. You know, I'm thinking of the uh, administrative lady who her whole character is just that she just makes fun of whoever comes in. You know, if it's a dwarf, she calls him an Oompa Loompa. If it's, you know... Yeah, she certainly doesn't doesn't pick and choose. She certainly isn't being uh, racist in any way. She's against everybody. So I guess that's where you get to that weird thing of like, is, is the point to point out that that lady is ridiculous or is the point to be able to say the offensive thing you know it is a little weird or the other thing that similar to that is the the crossdresser character the transvestite where the whole joke is just that this is clearly david williams the handsome tall guy dressed like a woman he doesn't pass as a woman at all and that's the whole joke where you know i just feel like that's one of those things that really is it's that was always a part of society but it's way more visible now like there's a lot of people on youtube that i've watched and stuff that are like people that have transitioned from one gender to the other going both ways and it's uh it's a much more nuanced situation obviously in this show in this show though it's not the joke literally is look he's a man in a dress (laughs) you know like they didn't really take it far enough of the acting that he does I find that he he looks just like people would look. Okay, Linda, the university administrator, I get the impression there is that she's just in so into herself and doing her job that she doesn't relate to anybody at all. The uh, older, and she looks like some librarian type. Now, see, I'm being stereotypical about what librarians <laughs> look like right there. Sure. Uh, the elderly lady who goes into the doctor's office and obviously has a urinary problem because she's peeing all over the floor. Well, she looks, uh, he, he, she, in that garb, looks like an elderly lady who would be, you know, about 85 or 90. And in another world, just uh, doesn't see that urinary thing as a problem at all. Right. I didn't get the impression that it's a man dressed dressed like a woman. I said, you know, that, that looks like an older woman. Well, I guess that's the thing, too, is obviously Kids in the Hall and Monty Python before them. You know, there's a very long tradition of sketch comedy cross-dressing, you know, playing opposite characters. It's just a little different in Little Britain because that one character literally is a cross-dresser, isn't just playing a character that's, you know, isn't doing the Mrs. Brown's Boys thing, is literally playing a cross-dresser. And it's just like... It, it does feel like it's leaning toward shock. We're trying to make get a shock laugh out of people or or be, you know, push the boundaries without really thinking about, like, what what is the point, though, of this sketch? Is there any higher-minded reason we're doing this or are we just trying to get a cheap gag? I do think Little Britain falls into that category a little more often than it probably should, which makes sense to what he said in 2017. Like, if they made the show now, there's just things that... They would think twice about, you know, but I think it's fair. I mean, hey, the times they're the times they are changing. The times they are changing, but I also think that as uh, we have gotten as a culture very sensitive to certain things like that, much more so than we were in the past. And I don't know. I think it's a shame that we've we've lost that that ability for people to laugh at themselves. Right. Instead, well, everybody gets insulted and hurt and. Oh, you can't do that anymore. You can't say that anymore. Well, thank goodness there's uh, things like uh, these YouTubes, can, old shows that you can watch and see what it what it was like and what people thought was funny because personally I'm not offended by any of this stuff. So actually that's uh, an interesting point you bring up because uh, that's the, the latest thing that happened. is uh, So I guess remember during CODCO I was saying how uh, 
that uh, CBC does not have, like you can't watch CBC shows on online, which is weird. And I thought BBC didn't have that either, but it turns out it does. It has a thing called the BBC iPlayer where you can watch old BBC shows as long as you're uh, you know, a customer of Subscriber. BBC. Yeah, mm-hmm. however that works. They have like TV licenses and stuff in the UK. So in 2020, Little Britain and its follow-up show, Come Fly With Me, were both removed from the BBC iPlayer because specifically of its use of blackface. So Lucas and Williams voluntarily went back and re-edited the episodes, and in 2022, they put them back in. So I just think that's kind of an interesting thing of, of just kind of, I'm just, I mean, I'm really just kind of stuck in the middle where I can't blame the BBC iPlayer people for wanting to re-edit the episodes because... I mean, 2005 was actually quite a long time ago, and uh, it's, you know, now it's just it's just not, it's not on, as they would say, to, to do the blackface thing, you know? It's just like, you really got to have a good reason. And Little Britain didn't necessarily have a great reason, you know? They just, it was just, let's just do something stupid that is funny to people and makes people laugh, but without thinking about why they're really doing it, <laughs> you know? And even, like I said, Lucas himself said, like, yeah, I wouldn't do that anymore. However, I think it's weird to go take the stuff out of the episodes and pretend it didn't happen, you know? Like, I, that's where I, I can see both sides of it. Like, I, I don't expect the BBC iPlayer people to not want to edit the episodes, but I would prefer if, like you were saying, like the history side of it. Like, yeah, well, this is what people were doing, even in just as recently as 2005, and it's it's disingenuous to just act like that wasn't the case or that the blackface characters were not in the show. So that's where I'm glad we have the internet. Like I just went and pirated these episodes. It's easy to do. They're everywhere. So we kind of get the best of both worlds where, you know, on the BBC side, they can be politically correct and they can be like, yes, we did the right thing. And everyone, let's not, uh, no one, please don't be mad at us. We, <laughs> we re-edited the shows. But if you want to see how they originally were, very it's trivial trivially easy to find them so and i've said many times before if you want to have discussion about things of whether things were right or wrong or how things can be improved then you can't wipe out the past and pretend it didn't exist it's like when uh you hear about they want to change the name of buildings and they want to take down statues of people uh because perhaps they were slave owners in, you know, two or three hundred years ago. Well, see, I disagree with that. I say, keep the statue. If you want to have a little remark beside it that says, uh, this guy did this, 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 and this, and he kept slaves and, you know, show the detrimental side of it too, okay, then people can read that stuff and have discussion. But if you get rid of all that stuff and pretend it doesn't exist, then nobody talks about it. Nobody discusses it. So to get rid of the past and pretend it just wasn't like that, well, it was. So put it out there so that people can educate themselves about it and have discussion about it. Yeah, I mean, I guess I'm a little bit of two minds, because even though, like I just said, you know, I do think it's better to keep the stuff from the past, but I don't think it needs to be right in your face. Like if I lived in the South and there was a statue of a slave-owning general, I would not have a problem with getting rid of it. It's not like people are going to forget that the Civil War happened. You know, like, you don't need to have a statue in your town of some horrible person. (laughs) But usually those people that they have statues for were, were not just horrible people. They were people who did good things, too, to bring civilization forward. And just to pretend that didn't happen 
Well, I guess I guess maybe I would take it a step further. I don't think you should have statues of people, you know. Oh, I mean, okay, well, that's a whole different <laughs> argument. <laughs> yeah, but specifically, I mean, yeah, no, I, I would not have a problem with taking down statues of of these people because it's a statue; it's right there. Whereas I, I kind of see it more as like if you want to go do the research, the the stuff should be there for you if you want to find it. So, like the Little Britain example. You know, it's not on the BBC iPlayer anymore, but if you're even slightly dedicated to getting the original episodes, it's not hard to find them. But but I guess, like, the statue, the, the version of the statue thing would be if they just played Little Britons on TV in 2023, maybe the edited one isn't the worst thing in the world to do. Because, like, you really got to think of, like, if you're, like, a transgender person or you're, like, a, a little black kid and you see this stuff on TV and you're like, what the fuck is this? <laughs> you know? What was this shit? This isn't okay. So I swear, I'm kind of in the middle. I'm sort of a sort of moderate on this. Uh, but anyway, so I thought... Um, oh, I know I also wanted to bring up what I think is, like, the best example of this type of thing I have heard of is I was looking into... There's, like, ten famous Warner Brothers cartoons that they pretty much just banned because they were so racist you know they had like instead of elmer fudd they had a guy like elmer fudd except he was a black guy with all those stereotypical cartoon versions of a black person that they used to do back then and bugs bunny tricks him by like rolling dice and he can't oh as soon as he hears the dice he's got to gamble away his clothing and stuff you know like just weird shit but what they did which i thought was really cool this is like the best case scenario like this would be nice if this is what little britain had done for instance is Instead of just pretending these Warner Brothers cartoons didn't exist, they put them out in a special set and Whoopi Goldberg was the host of it. And she like introduced it and explained all that stuff of like, this was ridiculous and crazy, but it's better to know that this is how things were instead of pretending that it wasn't. And then they also brought up additional things of like, it's too simple to just say they made racist cartoons because some of them did. That, that one about the, the black Elmer Fudd guy was very racist. But there was one of these 10 that was about jazz music of the time. And a bunch of the actual jazz musicians of the era were in the cartoon. Like they were trying to, to uh, pay tribute to that whole scene. It's just that because of the style of cartoons at the time, it still had that look, that stereotypical, you know, racist look. But the cartoon wasn't racist. So, you know, that would be a shame to lose that one, for example. So like that was that's like I feel like that's the best way you can possibly approach this type of thing. So like in the Little Britain's case, maybe instead of cutting those out, maybe they could just have like a preamble or a special episode where those two guys talked about it, you know, and then they could have both worlds. Yeah. Well, I I agree there. I I I'm not a don't believe in censorship. People can choose to read things or see things or not. But if they if somebody else is dictating, saying, oh, no, you can never show that, you can never see that, I get a problem with that. Yeah, to see, that's where if we did not have the Internet, I would very much agree with you. Like, if the only way to see these was through the BBC iPlayer and, you know, and that was it, is the censored ones were the only ones available, that'd be one thing. Or, like, you can only see the censored one on Netflix or whatever. But uh, the nice thing is that, yeah, it just... Uh, we're in such a decentralized world now. Like, information is free, man. You can't stop it. So it's like they could try all they want to re-edit those episodes and stuff. They ain't hiding shit. It took me two seconds to find those episodes. <laughs> it's not hard to do. So that's the nice thing, is like, I agree with you in principle, 
but it just doesn't matter anymore. It's not a fight worth having. Let the BBC do whatever they want because it doesn't matter. Exactly. Well, yeah. Okay, yeah. It's like the world is our, is a library now. Just everything is still there. Those Warner Brothers cartoons, all of it. They're just they're on YouTube for God's sake. Like you can just you can just find this stuff. It's uh it's not a problem. So so yeah, I do feel like the BBC side of this is quite performative. You know, I don't think they actually care. I think they just don't want to be criticized and they don't want people to be mad at them. So they like, you better fix that and fix those yeah. episodes. And I guess that's a, yeah. You so can, it's like, go ahead, do whatever. Yeah, Who cares? and you can either watch it or not watch it. Yeah. So if you don't want to see it, well, fine. <laughs> so there we go. We've solved racism. Uh, <laughs> now to move on from there. These guys did do one other show, which I think does also tie into all this stuff. So they did a show called Come Fly With Me in 2010, only one series of six episodes. And this one, the same way with Rock Profile, I was like, oh, that just sounds fun. I like music, spoof parody stuff, Spinal Tap and whatnot. I'm sure I'll like Rock Profile. Similar thing here. This one is a spoof documentary series about airports. And I just love airports. I just think they're nice. I like traveling. I like, I, if you get to the airport late, it's the most stressful thing in the world. But I always get there like three hours early to make sure everything goes fine and it's like the best coffee shop in the world. It's like a coffee shop that costs hundreds of dollars to get into. So you just hang out there and, you know, no one's bothering you in the airport. It's the most curated environment imaginable. Anyway, I just like airports. And uh, apparently this thing, it's like a spoof of, there's a bunch of British shows that are like fly on the wall shows about airports that started coming out in like the 90s, like way before reality TV. So I don't know if I can find those, but... I should probably try to find those because that's probably what I actually want to see is like these little documentary shows about people who work at airports. So this is like the comedy version of that. And it was the most watched British comedy of 2010. It had 10 million viewers. However, it also had thousands of viewer complaints and criticism about its perceived racist content because we watched those little clips. Remember, we watched a couple little and it, it is like the... Little Britain thing, but way worse, way more. Like they're really going overboard with this one. And it was only from 20, 2005 to 2010, only five years, but clearly by the reaction, the world had already changed. They were just like, this isn't funny anymore. What the fuck are you guys doing? <laughs> like fucking quit it, you know? So, uh, so yeah, even though it did quite well, Lucas announced there would not be a series two as he did not want to continue the show. And uh, he didn't say specifically that was why. But then with his later comments about how he wouldn't do Little Britain the same way, I think he was he was probably feeling that way too. And I guess we'll see. We'll watch it now and see. But the little clips we watched just to, to see what the show is about, it did seem like, like okay, maybe this is too much. <laughs> just like, like, you know, can you guys tell a joke that doesn't involve you dressing up and making a funny accent of someone from a faraway land? You know? <laughs> <laughs> like, although how many times and how many people have I heard say when they go to, let's say, uh, Pearson Airport, there's no white people there who work there. I mean, there's no white people anywhere anymore. That's the world. <laughs> you know, <laughs> it's true. But I've heard many people say that. So I don't know if that's where they're coming from on this. We'll have to see. Yeah, I mean, I have a feeling it'll probably be quite a similar experience to what we just had watching Little Britain is that. Uh, I'm sure it will be funny. They're just funny guys, you know? It's probably a funny show. But but uh, rather than kind of reading the room, you know, and like, okay, Little Britain worked out. We, we pulled that one off. We more or less got away with it. Instead of, okay, let's move somewhere else. Again, it's very much like with Rock Profile. I was saying the punching up versus punching down. You know, you can make fun of celebrities all, all day long. Why are you just making fun of the Jamaican guy that works at the airport? 
<laughs> what is the point of that? But I guess we'll see. So we'll, I got we'll to, see. We'll have to see if that's the angle that they're taking. I, I again, yeah, and also airports. It just makes sense that an airport would have more international people in it. I still find these guys. They do an amazing job at recreating these people. Like I don't get the impression that they're laughing or making fun of these people. They just do a wonderful makeup job. Yeah, it doesn't feel like two guys, does it? It feels no, like a lot it, more. It feels like yeah. It feels like this could actually be. A black guy, a Chinese person. Uh, well, I don't know about that. Uh, I mean, like Ting Tong, the fucking Thai lady. <laughs> well, or? yes. Well, they had to they had to build up his face <laughs> too, to, to obviously. But but still, it's good makeup. It's <laughs> right. really good makeup. You even mentioned how good the wigs are in it. Oh yeah, the wigs are amazing. Like, Holy crap, they're good wigs. Yeah, they you you wouldn't realize that those are wigs. Where some things you watch and you say, oh yeah, well that's obviously a wig. You don't get that impression with these fellas. But I think that it'll be interesting to see, too, just that, that reaction, that even though there were people criticizing, to some degree, Little Britain, but not very many, it was an extremely popular show, that just five years later, thousands of complaints, you know? like So we'll see whether the show is that different or not. Yeah, like comedy did just, it just changed. Things had already Yeah, changed. and things were changing. Uh, society was changing its views on these things, too. So maybe at the end of five years, that was it. They had really across the Rubicon they had gone too far anyway let's uh, let's have a view of it and see what they did here this is one of the busiest airports in Europe over 40 million passengers pass through every year So, yeah, come fly with me, I'd say. Uh, I mean, obviously, you know, again, we're just random-ass white Canadians who, uh, you know, you could easily make the argument that it doesn't matter what we think because uh, we're not the ones who get to decide who gets offended by what. But uh, but it didn't seem as bad as I thought it would be, especially after I kind of talked up. I was a little worried because I think those YouTube clips we saw, they focused totally on Precious Little, the Jamaican lady who runs the coffee place, and, like, the Japanese teenagers. <laughs> where that's actually a, a very small part of the show. But when you see the YouTube clips of just them, it's like, what the hell is this show? Mm -hmm. But if anything, actually, it was maybe a little less... I, don't, I think it, maybe Little Britain was even a little more offensive to me. <laughs> you yeah, know, it just kind of showed like the day and the life of being at an airport. Yeah, so kind of the bigger problem is certainly not the uh, offensive elements wasn't the problem so much. It was, as we were watching it, I was saying like, one season seems like plenty, Six episodes of this almost seems like a lot. They just probably didn't need a second season if for no other reason than that it's a very thin premise. And even by the end of that first episode, we have the second one, but I kind of pitched the idea of like, like we're good, right? Let's just watch Good Mythical Morning instead. Because, <laughs> you know, we get the joke and there's less of a joke than in their other shows. Like the rock profile, obviously it was just, let's make fun of some musicians. Little Britain had all kinds of different angles it was approaching things from. Where, yeah, this one, it's like, all right, the guy who runs the airline is crooked. Everyone who works at the airport is kind of just dumb. And the little old lady is the biggest shyster there. Yeah, yeah, that was, I guess, the thing that was most impressive, is, if anything, the makeup got even better. Like, that old lady makeup. And, like, there's a couple of those characters where I recognize their voice, but right off the bat, I wouldn't know it was them, necessarily. I'd love to see just the makeup team. <laughs> you know, I want to see a little 20-minute behind-the-scenes with those guys, because they did a hell of a job. But overall, yeah, I'd say uh, 
Yeah, no great loss that that particular show didn't get a season two and that no one really remembers it because it's it's fine. It's not bad. It had some laughs, but it's definitely seems like the the least of their shows. Yeah, if it was a continuation of just those same people working at the airport and their little stories, which I think is what it is, because they introduced them all with written words as to what their names were at the beginning of the show. So I think they were, yeah, the next six seasons were probably just those same characters. Six with episodes, story, you mean. With, with, yeah. with six a little seasons story. would be, yeah. <laughs> that would be brutal. Yeah, six episodes. <laughs>